Greetings, it is I, the ghost of Abraham Lincoln, appearing to you from the afterlife to set the record straight. Frankly, I'm really pissed off. When your current president boasts that his administration has done more than any administration in history, it's like, really, dude? I emancipated the frickin' slaves, and now he has the gall to say he's the best Halloween costume? Two words, three syllables, stove, top, hat. I'm pretty cranky. That's why your favorite penny man is excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for slumber, meditation, and relaxation. It was even named Apple's 2017 app of the year. Calm gives me the tools to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life and afterlife. For a limited time, Oval Office Tapes listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. What you are about to hear are audio tapes recorded at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue during the presidency of Donald J. Trump and acquired exclusively for use in this program. In tonight's episode, we bring you selections from the week of the 24th of September, 2018. It is another challenging week for President Trump as his speech to the United Nations General Assembly is greeted with laughter. New sexual assault accusations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh threaten to derail his confirmation. Polls find that Republicans are in real danger of losing control of both the House of Representatives and the Senate, and the internal strife within the President's administration continues to generate rumors of firings, resignations, and the invocation of the 25th Amendment. But that is the news. This is the story. As Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Christine Blasey Ford prepare to testify to the Senate about Dr. Ford's accusations that Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her some 36 years ago, both sides must anticipate challenging and aggressive questioning. In the Roosevelt Room of the White House, Trump's imperiled nominee is given his final preparations by White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders and the President himself. Judge Kavanaugh, we call this a murder board. The president and I are going to throw out some tough questions at you, the kind you might expect to be hearing from the Senate panel on Thursday. I understand, Senator... Harris, I'll be impersonating Senator Kamala Harris. The president will be sitting in for Senator... Trump. I'll be Senator Trump. Okay, then. Senator Trump. Here's my first question. Why were you such a weak-kneed little puss on Fox News the other night? few times, I thought you were going to cry or something. I was just trying to tell my truth, Mr. President. Senator Trump. Uh, Senator Trump, I just wanted to be heard. Can you maybe toughen up a little when the Senate gets a hold of you? A little more fire in the belly? You know the Democrats are laughing at us behind our backs. 
I swear I heard them at the United Nations the other day. Yes, sir. Now, Brett, tell us about all the sex you had in high school and college. What kind of sex, how great it was, what the girls smelled like. Well, actually, sir, I was a virgin until many years after high school. A what? A virgin, sir. Throughout high school and college? Well, several years after high school, sir. Whoa, okay, virgin Brett. It's true. I focused on academics, sports, church, service projects, and friendship. I wasn't perfect, and sometimes I may have had one too many beers, but I never, ever assaulted anyone or crossed any lines with girls. You're saying you never crossed any line at all? Well, Senator Harris... What about Renata Schroeder? Who, sir? Renata Schroeder. Did you cross a line with her? Well, she was a friend who I went to a dance with, and also maybe I kissed her on the cheek once or twice. We might have played some hopscotch as well, sir. But didn't you and nine of your friends say in your yearbooks that you were Renata alumni? What did you mean by that? Just that you know, we all went to dances with her, a few of us kissed her on the cheek, some played hopscotch. Brett? Yes, sir? Do you think I'm a fucking moron? No, sir. What about America? Do you think America's a fucking moron? No, sir. You guys posed for a photo that said you were the Renata alumni. You printed that in your yearbook. The entire school saw it. One of your friends wrote a poem. You need a date. It's getting late. So don't hesitate to call Renate. Are you kidding me here? I was focused on my academics, sports, church, service projects, and friendship. And clearly, on trying to convince the world that you and all your friends had banged Renata Schroeder. Give me a break, Brett. You were spreading rumors that this girl was the town slut. She's someone's daughter, Brett. Shame on you. We, we just played hopscotch, sir. Uh, moving right along, then. You're being accused by several women of sexual assault. How can you expect us to put you on the highest court in the land with these terrible... I'll tell you how. This. This right here. And what is that? My calendar. Your calendar? I kept a detailed calendar in high school. Never missed a life event, hardly missed a day. And this is spring and summer of 1982. It's all right here. And that calendar is going to prove that you didn't do what these women are accusing you of? You can see for yourself, Senator. May, June, July, 1982, every major event of my life during that time is marked down in detail. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing, about underage drinking parties. But is attend an underage drinking party and assault a girl the kind of thing that you would have put in your... I would have. I listed everything. You can see that I focused on academics, sports, church, service projects, and friendship. So no plan in your calendar to pin a girl to a bed? No, sir. Nothing like July 14th, cover a girl's mouth and try to disrobe her? Zero, sir. The calendar is right here, and there is not a single word about any of that. In the courtroom, we call that exculpatory. Do you? Uh, I hate to ask, but do you have a calendar for your college years as well? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, uh, anything scheduled during your freshman year along the lines of sexually assault Debbie Ramirez and Lawrence Hall? Nope. And as you know, your freshman roommate says you frequently drank to the point of becoming aggressive and belligerent. You got that listed in your daily planner? No, ma'am. I would say it's irrefutable. With respect, Judge Kavanaugh, I think you and I might have a different understanding of what irrefutable means. <sighs> Sarah, is it too late to find someone new?
With the midterm elections just over five weeks away, all available polling information seems to predict decisive victories for Democratic candidates in elections for the House and the Senate. Even candidates like Texas Republican Ted Cruz are finding themselves in toss-up elections. How to counter the near-certain blue tsunami that is heading America's way? White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway and Chief of Staff John Kelly have a plan for the president. What's all this, Kellyanne? The latest Senate polls. You know I don't have time to read anything today. John, tell her. I've got BB, the UN security thingamajig, this Kavanaugh mess. Is this five pages? Uh, perhaps uh, just take a quick look. I'm supposed to read five pages of polls and also meet with world leaders. Can you just give me the highlights? Unfortunately, Mr. President, it's not looking good. These polls are all fake. They're as fake as the polls that said I was going to lose a month before the election. Or did you forget that I ended up winning the greatest landslide in history? It's a good point, but these are actually internal RNC numbers. What do you want me to do? Well, let's start by talking about Texas. Lion Ted Cruz. I hope he loses. He deserves it. You're not going to call him that at the rally, are you? I might, Kellyanne. I just might. If I were actually doing a rally for Ted Cruz. But I'm not. No chance. Well, you said you would weeks ago. You promised you'd find the largest arena in Texas. I've said lots of things, John. I said I'd release my tax returns. I said I wouldn't golf if I got elected, for Christ's sakes. Remember the press conference I promised about Melania's immigration papers? I say, a week from Tuesday. And people just forget and move on. Works every time. Well, Mr. President, if the Republicans can't win in Texas, we're in serious danger of losing the Senate. And if we lose the Senate, we'll probably have to deal with the possibility of... Uh... Don't use the I-word around me. Not today. I know that Senator Cruz is really excited for you to come to Texas. I hate Ted Cruz. I'm not alone. What'd Lindsey Graham say about him? If he got murdered on the floor of the Senate, you wouldn't be able to get a conviction. No one would testify against the murderer. Uh, yeah, it's uh, funny stuff, Mr. President. I do kind of like that Beto guy who's running against him. The socialist? You see that video with him riding around on the skateboard? Ivanka showed it to me. The one where he's playing air guitar and eating a Whataburger. Whataburger. Better than Mickey D's. We just don't have them up here. Why not, John? Do we need to ease some regulations? If we could get back to Senator Cruz, sir. Did you two know that when Ted Cruz was Solicitor General in Texas, he defended a ban on dildos? Dildos! Did you know that? It was the beginning of his career. He was making a name for himself. Even worse, hypocrite, prude. It's always the banners who turn out to be obsessed with the thing they're trying to ban. I bet Ted Cruz loves a good dildo ride. Hard for us to know, sir. Doesn't he kind of look like a dildo? Not even sure what that means, but it makes sense when I say it. Mr. President, I have to say, I worked for Ted and... I know you did. You endorsed him over me. That was a mistake, clearly. But I can tell you that Senator Cruz is a good man. A good man whose dad probably assassinated JFK. I just think it'd be best for everyone if we all put the bad feelings from the primary campaign behind us and focus on beating the Democrats. The primary campaign? Lion Ted Cruz was still attacking me at the convention. Vote your conscience. That's what he said. Or did you forget? Vote your conscience. Unbelievable. Well, you did call his wife ugly. I never said that. I said a picture is worth a thousand words, and then I showed her ugly face next to Melania. And you said he was the single biggest liar. But that's true. You're going to scold me over something I said that's true? And you also called him a pussy in New Hampshire. Again, John, isn't the truth the defense here? Maybe I should show up at the rally and tell the people of Texas to vote your conscience. 
How do you think that would go over with Lion Ted? Sir. All right, all right, I get it. I'll say nice things about the walking dildo Lion Ted Cruz. Thank you, Mr. President. I know how much the Senator appreciates this. Yeah, I'm sure he does. By the way, what kind of man invites the guy who viciously attacked his wife and father to come to a rally on his behalf? Uh, um... Exactly. A walking dildo. In the past year, New Yorker reporter Ronan Farrow has uncovered career-ending sexual abuse allegations against film mogul Harvey Weinstein and television kingpin Les Moonves. This week, he added to his fast-growing legend by co-authoring an article that revealed further sexual abuse accusations against Supreme Court Justice nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Always confident that he can bend the force of the press to his own will, Trump responds to the New Yorker article by reaching out to Farrow via telephone. This is Ronan. Ronan Farrow? Yes. Well, this is Donald Trump, President Trump. Is this a prank? You've become this huge star, a hero to the left, writing these stories about these women. Why wouldn't you deserve a call from the president? I mean... I can guess as to why you would call. You know, you were terribly unfair to Judge Kavanaugh, which is about the same as being terribly unfair to me. Uh-huh. I think your reporting is flimsy and you're just mixed up. Thank you? These men you've been hunting down, they're good guys, okay? I know these guys. Mr. President, please don't try to defend them. If that's what this is about... No, no, that's not what this is. This is me calling to see what else you've got up your little sleeve. Little? Well, I guess I still think of you as a boy... I've known you your whole life, you know. I suppose you have. Friends with your mom and your dad. I'd rather not. Mia Farrow and Woody Allen, those were the days. Mr. President, if we could not... Whoa, that guy. I mean, who among us hasn't thought about marrying his daughter, but that guy actually did it. I'm asking respect. Talk about not knowing when to say when. My point exactly. Listen, I need to know if you'll be coming out with more stories about Brett... That would be very bad for his beautiful family. You mean bad for you. So you do have more. You know I can't reveal my reporting to you. I understand, but perhaps there's a deal we can make. There's one story that I could give you, and then maybe you could... Something you did. Well, the thing is, it's personal, and I'd be more comfortable if someone else tells it to you. Off the record. Who would that be? A friend of Trump. He's here with me now. I'll just... I'll put him on. Ronan, hi. This is John Barron. Mr. President? Oh, shit. I read about this in New York Magazine. Well, I try to help out Trump when something's bothering him, and I can't stand to see him and these people. This judge who he supports, destroyed by someone who, no offense, just doesn't get it. Okay, wow. This is a lot. You're probably too young to remember, but Trump, he and your mother, Mia, they were very close back when. I mean, I was never into the crazy short hair, but... She used to be a bombshell. I'm beginning to... Hold on, because I have to say, if Trump was so awful, would your own mother, you know, really have asked him to propose? What? Wait a second. Is this the story you're giving me? No, no, of course not. And I'm not saying it happened, but I'm not saying it didn't happen. John, I want us to slow down, okay? I want to make sure you're nowhere near anything like, I don't know, the nuclear codes. Would you tell me that? Don't be ridiculous. Is there anyone else there with you? I mean, besides Trump. Not really. It's our quiet time, actually. I understand. Well, John, maybe we should talk about the past for a second, when Judge Kavanaugh and you, and I guess Trump, and his friends were growing up. 
Oh, it was indeed a really wonderful time in America. The 50s, the 80s, the whole past. But it was also a time marked by institutionalized sexism. Who's to say? What makes you the judge? These men, fine men, successful men, powerful men, their lives are being ruined by accusations, no proof, no beautiful police reports, no nothing. Just ruined lives. You can't actually believe what you're saying. And it's not just the men, Ronan. The accusations go both ways, which is why President Trump wanted me to talk to you. I'm not really sure this is the kind of deal I'd like to make anymore. Because it's very popular now to make these claims about men behaving badly. But if you want a real story, there was a time, this was 1991 actually, where Madonna, she was very hot back then, not like now, and she came onto Trump very hard. I'm gonna go. Very hard. And he wasn't interested, and she just kept coming, kept calling, kept pretending to accidentally bump into him at these parties. As much as I almost sadly want to listen to this, I can't. There were so many other women on him at that time. Princess Diana, Carla Bruni, already all over Trump. Mr. President, I really think you need help. Listen to me. Remembering now, Trump, you know, in this new climate, he wonders if maybe Madonna went too far. That maybe she should be investigated. You need to see someone. For him to go on the record, you'd have to be willing to share your material too, Ronan. And to protect Trump. Dude, the future of this country is in your hands. We can just start by swapping Trump's Madonna scoop for whatever you're working on with Kavanaugh. Deep background, of course. Probably the deepest. Ronan. Ronan. He'll come around. Hi, I'm Paulina, chef here at the White House, here to teach you how to make the president's favorite meal, steak well done with ketchup. First, take the finest quality cut of USDA organic, grass-fed, farm-raised meat you can find, and then throw it on the stove for a really long time. You'll know it's done when it's as black and as hard as the heart of the man you're serving. Lastly, finish it off with some store-bought ketchup and say bon appetit. Honestly, the only bit of joy left in my life is coming home to HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service with step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. They have three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. Each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated sources. And I enjoy not having to plan dinner. Now, cooking is something I actually want to do when I get home. Hey, Chef. Hoda sent back his steak. Too rare. That's just fantastic. Well, for a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash Oval60 and enter code Oval60. That's HelloFresh.com slash Oval60 and enter code Oval60. In a week where nothing seems to be going the president's way, the American counter-puncher-in-chief is not the type to take it standing still. In this phone call, he and National Security Advisor John Bolton reach out to Trump's old friend Vladimir Putin in order to evaluate where things stand between the two great superpowers and the men who are at their helm, and perhaps to seek a helping hand. Well, I wouldn't say the whole United Nations was laughing at me, Mr. President. It was more like they were laughing with me. You know, 
That's the thing I do. It warms up the crowd. If you say so, Donald. But if we could, I'd like to... Mr. President, I'd like us to speak, just you and me alone. Duh. Just a moment. You're not needed anymore. No translation. Thank you. Mr. President, I, I would advise... Fulton, I'm telling you, get the fuck out of my room. Everybody, out. That was Bolton. Have you seen his mustache? He was here during World Cup. He's a walrus. That thing on his face is disgusting. I didn't want to hire him at first, but he's very tough. Very tough. So why do you wish to speak to me alone, Donald? Our relationship. I think it's been fantastic, Mr. President. And your supporters. I've enjoyed seeing them in t-shirts that read, I'd rather be Russian than Democrat. You know, there are polls. 80% of Republicans feel like that. With President Trump, it's a new day in America. I'm doing all that I can. Then you've caused much trouble within NATO, which I appreciate. I don't know if you've seen. I hope you read my tweets, but these FBI thugs, this Mueller witch hunt, they've all treated Russia very badly. I'm getting rid of all of them. It is not you and me, Donald. I know. We have friendship. I feel it. However... Your subordinates have been fighting against that friendship. Well, they try, you know, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. I was hoping, Mr. President, or you remember, Russia, if you're listening, we always are. I have to be honest, Mr. President, the midterm polls aren't looking so good for us. Maybe you could help with the elections, just like last time. I have said again and again, we did not interfere in your elections. I mean, really? There's nobody else on the line. Donald, I told you. We did nothing last time and will not interfere this time. Mr. President, frankly, I kissed your ass on stage in front of all the cameras in Helsinki. Donald, if we had done something in 2016, we would be dissuaded from acting again by people like your numbskull son laying it out in an idiotic fucking email to his friends, exposing us to the world. I'm sorry. And you know I never say that. I understand, Patience. And yet, because of your inability to put a stranglehold on your own children and subordinates, we are not making the progress I hope for. That's not fair. Well, let me finish. Your party has strengthened sanctions, not eliminated them. You've done nothing on Crimea. The Magnitsky Act, you know these things are important to me. Sure, sure, but Mr. President, we just have to get past November. This is what you say? Let time pass? No, you must find a way to acquire more power. Then help me. There's still five weeks. I need a red wave. The biggest, most beautiful red wave you've ever seen in your life. I do like the sound of that. I bet you do. Don't you see, Vlad? If we somehow win this thing, keep control of the House, keep control of the Senate, then the Republicans, they'll be eating from the palm of my hand. And the spineless Democrats will crumble. Imagine, their spirits will be broken. Oh, and the press. You watch. They'll buckle too. Suddenly, they'll all love me. The people will sit at attention. And I'll be able to do anything I want for the next six years. At least. I am in great shape. I could do ten more years easy. This is important, what you're saying. If the Republicans win in the midterms... I'll be protected. But if not, Donald, I am very serious now. There is always ways for presidencies to end prematurely in disgrace. 
I beg your pardon? P-tapes, I believe you call them. Prostitutes on hotel bed. There is always ways for them to be released, and that I know you do not want, Donald. Actually, are we convinced that that would be so bad for Trump? There are people out there who think it might not be the worst thing in the world. Donald, you disgust me. No, that's not... You know I wouldn't say... Fight furiously, Donald. Hello again, it is I, Abraham Lincoln, and I have another gripe. The president bragged that he has higher poll numbers than I ever did. Really? I died before polls even existed. Thank God there's calm. Calm.com slash tapes. The number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. That's calm.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes. Thank you for joining us for the Oval Office Tapes, a behind-the-scenes look at the presidency of Donald J. Trump. We'll return next time with more tapes from the Oval Office. Abe Lincoln here to say, Blumhouse Television and Cutler Productions present the Oval Office Tapes, performed by Mary Birdsong, Ian James Corlett, Quentin Flynn, Brendan McKay, Jeff Rector, and Philip Wilburn. Our show is written by Scott Conroy, R.J. Cutler, Mike Schneider, and Leslie Hollingsworth. Trevor Smith is our producer. The Oval Office Tapes is directed by R.J. Cutler. Our show is recorded and edited by Julian Nicholson and Eric Cifuentes and designed and mixed by Glenn Ferguson at the Invisible Studios West Hollywood. Our casting directors are Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Tess Ryan is our writer's assistant. Production support is provided by Chloe Sanders, Alexandria Nichols, and James Gelberg. Al Wickers keeps us honest. Our theme music is Connection by King Tuff. This podcast is distributed by Cadence 13. Our executive producers are Jason Blum, Scott Conroy, and R.J. Cutler. The Oval Office Tapes is created by R.J. Cutler. Check out our website, ovalofficetapes.com. We're also on Twitter and other social media at Oval Office Tapes. Thanks for listening to The Oval Office Tapes. <laughs>